Welcome to the Hard Luck Show. Good afternoon. I'm your host, Steve Lucky Luciano. On the phone again, bringing you some sweet meats from the deep streets. Certified. Qualified. If I need that shit. <laughs> if I need to hide it, we could tuck it between the cheeks. I don't know about all that. Hey, listen, I heard how you brought tobacco into the fucking... <laughs> You didn't bring it in in your pocket, my friend. All right, here we go. You ready? Yes. <laughs> we got to keep time. that. That was genius. All right, here we go. People are going to be like, here we go. Good afternoon and welcome to the Hard Luck Show. I'm your certified, qualified West Side host, Steve Lucky Luciano. Welcome to the greatest show on earth where we deliver you a constant flow of heat direct from the street. Yes, we're coming to you from California, Southern California today, Santa Monica to be exact. PYFC shout out. My co-host on my right. Chumahan Bone, American Indian, Southern Californian, elegant barbarian. And you know what? Let me tell you something. Don't let Steve's very soft and silky voice fool you. This is going to be a crazy show. This show is going to be on fire to the point where you're going to have nothing but a savage nation of warriors just up in arms ready to take some scalps and make the streets flow with blood. Scalps. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Oh, and handling my sound, old blue eyes. Sean Lewis, certified audio professional and engineer for the hard look show. Yeah, yeah. Sean. This is his theme song. Sean. This is Sean coming. Is that Sean? That's Sean right now. Is it? Yeah, he's in this mode. Sean's in this mode. Let me let me let me hit you up to him. Here comes Sean. Yeah. Here comes Sean. Like what? When I come outside, when I come outside, and come on, with that. Come on. Me, I'm gonna tell you when they come outside. Right now. When they come yeah. outside, yeah, yeah, see. Come on, yeah. heard a gunshot, walked up out my motherfucking door. Ooh, yeah. What's happening with all this madness? What niggas got going on to make yeah. me jump off this madness? That's, uh, that's, uh, that's the that's uh, the mysterious that's the mysterious track of the week. I think that's actually Chumahan's track. You know what? I do. Did you li- make that track? Nah, dude. <laughs> I've, I I I would love to claim credit for that track. But Is that I'll a workout t- track? That's a workout track. Okay, I had it. Yeah. You know what, man? And you know what? That features E40. Does it? Yes, it does. That's the game and the E40. I was going to make it the mysterious track of the week, but we've already gotten into it, so let's just say what it is. It's outside, right? Mm-hmm. It's outside the game, E40, and a bunch of other people that I don't really know. Mer- Mercus Black and Lily. I don't know who those guys are. And uh, if I hear game, any kind of game music <laughs> tracks coming from Chumahan, yeah. I automatically know that's some workout music because oh, he's yeah. a big game yeah, he is. Game a, enthusiast. Yes, he is. You know, and I'm going to tell you why. Because I don't think that there's anybody 
that's at the level of the greats that's still kind of walking around like the game. I, I mean, you, I know. What does he get? In, what is the fighting that he gets into? Like, I don't get it. Like every time I see the game, he's leaving one person and going to another person. He's either like he was with Dre, now he's not. Like Sean, shed some light on it. What's going on? I have no idea. No idea. The game is on a whole another level. He's doing I, his it's own on that thing. beef thing, like fifty. <laughs> He's like, always got to be a problem. There's got to be a problem with somebody because that's going to create some news. I guess so, but it's happened so much that you almost don't it like you don't pay attention to the beef anymore. And all I'm saying is when I listen to the lyrics and his rap style, mm-hmm. I don't know that there's anybody that comes close to him except for the greats. Who comes close to him? I'm sure he would agree with you on that too. Yeah. Oh, I'm he, not, would, he would definitely agree. Yeah. I, okay, who who's better than the game? Sean and Steve, who's better at lyrics and rapping and storytelling than the game? M? Yeah. And, and I think at game in- Well, are we it, talking about, uh, are we talking about all time or what are we- Yeah, I might even say all time. Like when, when he's got that track that I like, which is called Bigger Than Me, mm-hmm. right? He uses the N word like 80 million times and, I, <laughs> and like I have to listen to it in my private to get crazy. But the point is, is he would agree that M is either at the same level or better than the game. He says he's the black M&M in that one. Well, you guys give him, obviously, you give him a lot more credit than I do. I, yeah. I think he's a good rapper. I, first off, I don't think anybody can fuck with Pac on the storytelling. Totally. Through it. And, and he then, would agree with that. I would I, say Game would agree with that. Now, I also think, uh, and you know, listen, it's... Yeah. Make it known if I haven't already. I I love Mob Deep, man, and I think I think I think I think they were just uh, storytellers as well. Right now, if we're gonna talk about right now, yeah, if we're talking about right now, um, I gotta tell you, man, I, I really I really love this dude Mozzie's tracks. The, the, what this dude's talking about and the way he's putting it down. I got to go with Mozzie. I mean, game might be somewhere around eighth or ninth on the list for me. He's right. not up there that high. Right. And like, I That's my opinion. No, no, no. And I, I, you know what? I support that. I'm not here to necessarily say that his world vision or like, but I am going to say that he, and when you talk about greats and all that other stuff, I mean, even from that hate it or love it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, when he was working with 50 and all that stuff, I did see him as the inheritor of the 50 Eminem, then there's mm-hmm. the game. That's mm-hmm. how I saw it. And in terms of like, are there other ones better than him? Yeah, right now, I, you know, okay. But I, I think you could put him up and do the Pepsi challenge on just about anyone today. Hey, listen, I got, I got to give it up too because uh, 50's first album, uh, I think 50 was a great storyteller. You know, I don't know about today, his music today, but, um, Does he even do it anymore? Uh, yeah, get rich or die trying. Like that whole okay. yeah, man, dude, hey, that shit it. was hot as fuck. Well, I hate to interrupt you guys. Yeah, who's as this you, guy? As you, can, as you who do you got? Handsome your arm. fellow, right do there. Do you see that? Sean's got a big bundle in his arms right now. What the dude, heck let is me going just on? tell you something. Sean brought his son today. How old's your your son, Sean? How old is he? How old is Coit? He's three. He's three. His name is Coit. Now, when yeah. I, I got to tell you guys something. Go ahead. When I tell, and I'm not just saying this because this is my partner and sound engineer, friend yeah. of mine, but this guy's child is one of the most beautiful childs <laughs> I've ever seen on the planet my entire life. I mean, the kid looks Thank like. You, 
the kid looks like a a, a, a grown up Gerber bottle just walking around. <laughs> right, the beautiful kid. He looks like a porcelain doll. This child. No, man. his fa- he's got the most beautiful face. He really does. Sweet, innocent, but he's also strong. I mean, the kid's yes. big, right? Yes. Big kid, and yeah. he's a boy. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Knocking shit around. His whole shit, dude. Yeah. Sean always has like pictures and videos. His kid, like Coit's whole. First of all, Coit. Who's he named after? How'd you come up with that name? Uh, Coit Tower. That's where me and my wife got engaged. Then you go. There you boom. go. <laughs> and then you go, boom. All right, so boom. Well, you know what? what? I'm going to share a picture. Uh, I'm going to share a picture right now with Sean. Look at this kid. Give yeah. that to Sean. Let me see. Look at my grandson. Uh, Look at this on. picture little, of this little kid. Rocky. I've seen that. Little, I've seen that. He's seen beautiful. That? The little Italian he's stallion. So cute. Yeah, he's so a little Steve, cutie Steve's, yeah, Steve's got, got a, too, a little. His, oh, first of all, Steve's son's a model, yeah. right? Vincent. Yeah, he's a good looking kid. I mean, even my yeah. wife, who mm-hmm. just went through the horrors of childbirth, was like, hey, that's a good looking guy. Yeah. I'm yeah, like, does yeah. your vagina remember what just happened? <laughs> when you had all that? Like, you want to calm down for a second? Anyway, she, and so then, of course, naturally, they're going to have a beautiful grandson, and he does, but he's got like a rocky thing, right? Doesn't he, Steve? Like a stallion, Italian stallion? Italian, Italian blood. Stallion. I Italian love blood. that. Yeah. Uh, I got to go, man. Unless you want a screaming toddler in here. I love a screaming toddler. Yeah, what are you talking yeah. about? That's like well, me being asking. at home. Put Wait, you, what, say that again, Coit. Tell him to say it in the... Well, he hasn't had any food yet. So uh, we're go get hey, oh, you're doing that again with the kid? You're I got not a, feeding him? I got a protein. I got child services out of time with you, brother. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Some vegans went to jail, Sean, for yeah. killing their kid. With... Hey, tell him I got a protein bar. <laughs> <laughs> hey, does he want some... Hey, pre- there's some bread. There's an old stale roll and some water. Hey, does, he want, does the kid want some pre-workout? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Sean doesn't want that to happen. <laughs> He's getting out of here. All Thank right, you, all Sean. Right. All right. Sean, we'll Coit. Coit, thank you for joining us on the show today, Coit. Bye, Coit. Look, he's just dragging his dad out. Oh, yep. he's good. Look he wants that. a waffle. Dude, he wants a waffle. He wants a stuffed waffle from 7-Eleven. Don't he give was, him any of that 7-Eleven food either. Yeah, no. That's going to stunt his growth. Dude, he was, he was, Coit was zooming up and, while we were setting up, Coit mm-hmm. was zooming up and down the ramp, like doing tricks, trying to do one-legged whatever. Yeah. And so Almost knocked a fucking 100-pound speaker. On down his on head. his head. I know. Yeah. I, had yeah. to, I, I like, yeah. I'm, glad you re- I'm glad you moved that. Bro. Yeah, that thing. T- like he hit it and it like wavered. Yes. Can you imagine? Well, Sean and you would have taken off to the emergency to handle the kid, and then the Pico Youth Center would have been shut down within the next thirty days. <laughs> so uh, we just saved everyone a whole, a whole lot of, shit whole lot of ton, trouble. A yeah. whole shit ton of trouble. <clears throat> um. All right. Well, listen. Let's just get right into it. You yes. know. Let's stop bullshitting and telling ourselves lies last famous words let's just stop fucking lathering each other up and let's get right down to it um first thing is first i got a couple of uh drops here that i want you to listen to and Mm -hmm. then you tell me your thought this is listen for mr and mrs earbuds who are listening right now maybe you're walking around walmart maybe you're looking for some kind of ice cream we're gonna help build the show right in front of your fucking ears Mm -hmm. I'm going to play a couple of things. You give me the thumbs up or the thumbs down if you like it or not, okay? Okay, buddy. All right, here we go. I got some Lepke uh, drops that we can play from different times. So here's one. Yep. Here we go. Oh, no. This is fucking bad. Actually, that's Keith Wager. Yes. Oh, no. This is fucking bad. Yeah. Do you like that? That's good, bro. Keith All right. Wager. Keith's All right. the shit. Yeah. All right. And then, of course, I already played this. And you go, boom. Boom. <laughs> boom. You know, we're getting a lot of fucking people are 
really waking up to lose dad. And you know what? I read in the comments. I'm going to find out if this is true. Ladies and gentlemen, American Indian Investigations going down here. Apparently, in Lou's book, he says his dad was totally making all that shit up in line and wasn't even supportive of his weightlifting. He was just doing that shit for the cameras. It was all about wow. himself. I'm wow. Gonna, can you imagine that? I thought you were going to tell me that his dad was like pushing down women on the set. Like, <laughs> trying, to, <laughs> trying to rape them. Everybody else has got boogies. I want some Weinstein stuff going down. No, but I can, uh, I can see that, though. As soon as you said that, I can see that a little bit. I'm going to get his book, and I'm going to go into it and find out, because you're right. And why, what, what is it that kind of tipped you off about that? Because when he would come up with these really exaggerated expressions and stuff, so the cameras would get on him. Right. And then it wouldn't even be like losing the room. Right. It'd be all about him for a second. Right. Yeah. And you know what's crazy? It's so true. And, and here he was. Like, Can you he blame was... the guy for that? Can you think about that? Can you really blame the guy for that? Well, it depends. We're going to take a look. No. Look, I'm no one to say shit about when the cameras are on, it's time to get dramatic. I'm nobody. I'm not going to talk shit about that because that's part of the job. You've been known to do that? Fuck, man. I'm all about that. Bring the okay. heat. I'm tired of these boring fucking shows. Mm -hmm. Hey, <laughs> is anyone else tired of these boring yeah, fucking yeah, shows? Yeah, fuck these. Okay, come on. Do you know what I mean? What do, you, what do we want? We want yeah, to, man. you know. Yeah, man. Anyway, Jesus we should get Christ. into that. We should talk about. Yeah, we're going to get into that. All right, because okay. I'm like listening to podcasts. Okay, we'll get into that next. But just Who's listening to the, okay. Dude, who's listening right, to the garbage on. podcast out there? I hear you, bro. Boring. That's why when I say the greatest show on earth. Right. I'm not easily kept. Entertained. Entertained, bro, at all. And I could do this show all day long. Cause I'm talking about shit that fucking counts. And you go, boom, boom. That's it. And you know what's funny about that is that you were listening to your own show, and I was laughing. Dude. And you made yourself laugh yeah, on yeah. the last one, on the King Salmon and the NFL battle. If you haven't listened to the NFL battle, if you yeah. haven't listened to the Miles Garrett, if you haven't listened to the fight, stop what you're doing now. Yeah. Stop listening to this. Yeah. And go listen to that, and then you can come back and listen hey, to this. Dude, how about you got you and Sean both get kind of like, I almost go too far, and you, and I'm like- oh, Reeling you back in? You guys got a little- I, I'll tell you something. I've mentioned this before to people. I'm like, I played football. All right, I did Pop Warner. I was a center. Okay. When I was a fat kid, they put the fat kid in the middle. Yeah, of course. All right. I played high school ball. Mm -hmm. All right. And by then, I was a little bit leaner, and I was a pass rusher. I even got a fucking fumble. All right? I didn't get very far with it. <laughs> I got a fumble. People said it when, when I was running, it looked like I was running in slow motion, and they caught up to me pretty quick. But I got a fumble. So I love football, okay? Mm -hmm. But when I started to suggest that there's a kind of a, there's a little bit of a homoerotic thing yeah, going on, man. you guys win a little. Yeah. So you guys do yourself a favor. Listen yeah. to it. Absolutely. Okay? Listen. And listen, bodybuilding, okay? Mm -hmm. I'm not saying this because I don't do it. I love right, bodybuilding. Right. Okay. Right. When you watch Pumping Iron or whatever, and you you see, you know, you know, Franco Colombo and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Now, yeah. I'm not suggesting anything, but there is a kind of a, a, a little bit of a homoerotic thing going on. You Come on. You know what, Jumahan? Right away, you want to use this word homo. Right. You want to throw that in there because what's the matter with male some male bonding? There isn't. Why is it got to be homo erotic? It's you. You put all these porno terms in there. Like, nah, 
you're Homo right. erotic. Like, what's the erotic? Like, I was okay. in prison with men. There was nothing erotic about it, but we sat down and played cards together, ate together. We bullshitted together. Right. It's a camaraderie between men that oh, men can have in a room that's closed and there's no women there. Right. No, and I agree with that up to a point. But I also think that the guys that do all that are also a little bit in denial that there is some overlap with homosexuality. Like you bring up prison, mm -hmm. great one, mm -hmm. okay? We've talked to a lot of prison dudes, mm -hmm. right? And all this other stuff. Everybody knows that a lot of male-on-male se male -male sex goes down in prison. That's just know. a fact. Wait, I don't know that a lot. Well, I how know much? that I know. I don't think it's a lot. The majority, it's not. Uh -huh. The masses, it's not. They're, 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 I mean, obviously I've uh, heard and, you know, some things that go on. We know that it does. But right. I wouldn't say a lot. I would say it does, but not a lot. Not generally, it's not the general masses. No. Right. Okay. Listen. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get a bunch of prison dudes pissed at me and getting crazy by me suggesting. I'm just saying one well, of. Well, it's just simply not true. Well, so, okay, yeah. but what I am saying is one of the things that we understand about prison. Mm -hmm. Everybody's it's kind of there is that there is right more potential and or sometimes uh, physical uh, forced male on male sex. Not everybody. Okay, absolutely. All That's right, true. I'm not saying that. It, it can happen, yes. It can happen. Yes. All right, it can happen in more likelihood than in other contexts because of the setup. Would you agree with that? Well, then you could say that the setup walking down on the street in West Hollywood might be very probable, too. I would say yes to that, my okay. friend. All okay, right. so All I'm right. saying so there's on. overlap. Mm -hmm. I'm saying boarding school, okay? All right, <laughs> okay. you go to boarding school. Military school. <laughs> hey, okay. listen, there's a million stories boarding school where okay. there's some over like is boarding school there is there is is let's put it in the boy scouts right <sighs> clergy abuse i mean let's just get real i mean to a certain extent these things that seem like they're above board a little bit mm -hmm. where you're saying like male camaraderie i'm not doubting that there is such a thing i have it with you we have it we don't you know yank each other's junk or anything mm -hmm. <laughs> all right not yet anyway <laughs> all right but the point of the matter is is that so so I think that um, in those contexts where there's obviously a component which is like, it's neutral, it's not homoerotic, mm -hmm. there is a blending down from that and there's an overlap. And sometimes that overlap, uh, it, 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 it's, it, it's there. And I think there's nothing wrong with acknowledging it. And I'm not saying that makes the whole thing that way. I'm just saying it's a little weird. I notice weird shit. Uh, yes, but weird things are going to happen and primal things are going to happen that would appear to be weird if you're going to remove an opposite sex out of the equation. So let's just say, Go how ahead. about Girl Scouts? How about Go women's ahead. prison? Go ahead. How about um, a women's boarding school? Yeah. And that's going to cross over and it's going to happen there too. Yeah. And but, I, that, so it, to, the, to my point, right. women's sports. NBA, women's NBA. Okay. All right. There's something lesbianic. There's a little <laughs> bit of a lesbian element there. I think we all know that. Soccer, women's soccer. There's a lesbian element. Does that make them all that way? No. Anytime that a woman gets together. You know what? That's a good point because we don't put, we don't care. Like we go, oh, there's a lot of women together. There's probably some kind of thing going on every once in a while there. There's an element of that. Like we don't need men, you know, da da we almost don't care. They're like, we're like, yep, obviously. But with the guys, it's like, oh, we got to be real careful. Where's the line? What yeah, are, what are we and saying? we're also talking about you're you're also, but you threw it in, and I got to say this because you're talking <laughs> about sports that are, 
You're not locked up. You're not forced. That's by choice. You go into that sport. You go into that club. Sure. It's a little bit different with prison yes. or boarding I school, agree. military school. Like, I absolutely You don't agree. have a choice necessarily. And, I agree. That changes the dynamic. It does. Absolutely. It does. And I'm not saying that, that that's all prison is. That's not what I'm saying. All I'm saying is, is that, uh, so in football, I do see that. And even let's say you're a football player and you're a homosexual football player and you got to keep it on the down low, mm-hmm. which they do, mm-hmm. right? A mm-hmm. lot of them. Mm-hmm. And they have in the past. Why do you keep on saying a lot? What's a lot? A lot is in, in reference to what? It's, uh, it's all fucking relevant to a lot to what? Compared no, to what? No, I'm saying a lot of, I'm assuming. A lot of homosexual NFL football players in the past had to be in the D, the down low, even further in the past, just because it was unacceptable. A lot of the homosexual yes, football players. that's what I'm saying. I'm not yeah, saying a lot, a lot of, homo- of not a lot I'm not of saying football a lot players. Are a lot of homosexual football players. Okay. All right. Now let, uh, now, let me ask you something, Juwan. If I have a bucket here Go of a hundred apples, Go ahead. how many apples out of the hundred would have to be bad for you to say there's a lot of bad apples in here? Well, I don't think the comparison's a good one, and I'll tell you why. Number one is there's no need to say bad, right? I'm not making. A, I'm not <laughs> Here making, we go. No, I'm just not making. <laughs> no about, such thing as good or bad. The, well, no. I'm, when it comes to the homosexual situation, that's not what I'm saying. Okay. But what I will tell you this: Do you believe, as was established by Kinsey? In his study of human sexuality. Oh, okay, now here we go. Because well, I didn't study Kinsey. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not throwing that on. It's okay. not even that. It's not that deep. Kinsey, like in 1960 mm-hmm. or whatever it was, and they made a television show about everything. That he said that like everybody's on a spectrum of sexuality. Okay. Okay. And according to what he determined was like everybody's got like a little homosexual this, a little homosexual that. It's not a big deal. He said, like, most people aren't, it's not like, oh, there's a dividing line and everyone's on this side and everyone's on that side. What he said is there's a spectrum. And most of us are, like, a little more on this side and there's these little whatevers on this Mm -hmm. side. Do you agree with that concept of that? Like, do you think there's a bright line between yes and no? And the reason why I bring that- Absolutely not. Right. So the reason why I'm bringing it up is the way we structured society up to this point before, like, let's say the last 20 years or the last Mm -hmm. 40 years, right? We said there was a bright line. It was like, you were either all man, Mm -hmm. heterosexual supposedly, or you were a cream puff. And those are the terms I'm using from there. Uh, Okay. okay? I I hear where you're going and I hear what you're saying. So, So that's why, to me, it's funny to bring up in the sports arena because like we've talked about off like there's a there's a there's a gay element to almost everything really if you wanted to if you really wanted to look at even marriage you know having a guy worry about colors yeah the whole thing i'm just saying there's an element if you choose to put those glasses on you can do it with anything exactly and what i'm saying is is that even in male sports or female sports any activities whatever you want to call it there's a spectrum and then there's like pieces of it that to me fuck man there's pieces of it to me that when you look at it, it doesn't match up with what, what the, the sport itself is trying to say. It's not the overall, but it does undermine a little bit like the image. That's all I'm saying. And, sure. it, and then when I push that button, right, because that's what I do. I push buttons. Right. When I push that button, you get, you get a big reaction because people, they don't. Yes. I, I Listen, man, I'm not good. Some of the stuff you're talking about, I'm not going to argue with. Right. And at, and. and I'm being the planet for, um, you know, half a century. Right. Uh, 
I'm just gonna I'm gonna just gonna say something right now Do it. that I've observed. Go ahead. It's my opinion based off of my what I have observed to be true. Go ahead. Ninety percent of the men out there, yeah, fucking suck the cock. They tried it once. They 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 just it just happened somewhere in there where they were high on drugs or whatever it might right. be. I believe that. I believe that there's more like a ten percent, maybe fifteen percent that haven't. But I think yeah. But now, and I in agree. saying that I agree with now that. in saying that I'm not making a judgment call, man. Right at all. Right. I think there's a primal thing, and I think men are built differently than women. I'm right. not going to say whether it has or hasn't happened with women because I don't have that information. That's not I'm first off, I'm not a woman and I haven't had those discussions with enough women in my life, but I'm a male and what I'm going to speak on is what I've seen and what I've heard and what I've taken into account over the time I've been here on this planet. And what I just said, you know, listen man, that's how I see it. Uh this is what I've observed and I'm not making a judgment call. Listen, bro. I'm the first guy to tell you. Yeah. Really. And I when I say this, I mean this. Yeah. Whatever you want to do, whatever floats your boat. I grew up in Los Angeles. Right. I grew up around creative people, designers and 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 I'm just surrounded by there's there's homosexuality all over Los Angeles and I grew up around it and my my mom was very very um what would be the word for that? She would just. What was she like? Open really or like open to all non-judgmental? That, really, very much so, man. Let and me tell you something about American Indian culture, right? Mm-hmm. There was a, sp- a space for um, homosexuality in American Indian culture for sure. Really? Absolutely. And you know what? They the, weren't tripping on those dudes and putting them out? Nope. And it wasn't a big deal. Like really? it wasn't. Like it wasn't a thing. That's a trip because you th- you uh, I automatically think. Yeah. The noble Indian are not going to have any of that. But right. in reality, if I really look deeper into it, yeah. those the Indians were on a on a deeper. They weren't concerned with that. So this is what right. I'm saying. It's like the image that we have of even Latinos, American Indians, if we really want to get down to it, formulates around the 1700s and starts to harden and solidify. Part of what we think about American Indians mm-hmm. is based on how the government let's not even say race let's just say governments right the western ideas mm-hmm. is interpreting so if you were to think about the western ideas as being a filter and it's coming to a land where they're not attached to any of that mm-hmm. like the people living there imagine just a group of people living doing their own thing not morally better not morally worse but they're not tied to you know, the church, they're not tied to money. Right, they're right. not tied to all that. Not that they don't have greed. Not that they don't believe in spirituality. Not that some of the medicine men didn't, like, exert more influence. But it wasn't tied to all the stuff that we now just assume is true, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So imagine that filter's coming to those people. Now that filter is trying to absorb those people. Mm-hmm. And they're going to start breaking them into categories. Right. And I read a book about Indian women that went into a whole thing about how the idea of the Indian warrior who was like super strong and then like the women were kind of like doing this and that. And then mm-hmm. all of that comes about once the settlers hit. But in reality, that wasn't the real split up between men and women inside the tribes. That, that a lot of tribes, they did have some division of labors here or there, but it was highly accentuated so that it fit the model that the Europeans already already agreed to for themselves was it reversed 
Uh, I don't think it was reversed. Women could definitely hold power. There were women chiefs. There were women right. who would who would would dress like women, so they would wear like a buckskin whatever dress. Uh huh. But they would still lead men into battle, and they would fight, and they'd fucking kill. I love that. Yeah. And then there were some women that would dress like men. And then there were some men, and you kind of saw this in the movie. Yeah, we're dressing like women. Absolutely. No, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, and it was no big deal. It was no big deal. It wasn't anything to remark on. That's a trip. Yeah, and the homosexuality or like whether you sucked one dick and then after that you're a gay person. Or, that, that fucks with a lot of people because I don't yeah. believe that. Like yeah. I, I think you could absolutely decide like or feel. Like I think, listen, I don't know where the decision comes from when you decide what your sexuality is, right? Mm. I definitely don't really think that it's like a Wednesday and you're 10 years right. old and you're like, you know what? I'm going to be gay. Right. Right. It, it, it happens somewhere. It, it could be genetic. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I don't even know if it's genetic, but it, it's, it's in the same place where your type is formed. Right. I, I, I agree with you too, man. I don't think it's like, I don't, yeah. You know I, what I mean? Yeah. I don't think you just make a decision. I think it's coming. Right. And it comes on you, I guess, maybe. Right. So I think you can even act against that from time to time to experiment. In the same way that a guy or a gal who feels uh, homosexual feelings and sexual desires decides, you know what? I'm going to try heterosexuality. Yeah. I'm going to try heterosexuality and right. see where maybe I'm just confused. Right, right. I, I agree with everything you're saying. Right. Um, yeah, man. I'll tell you, man. I, I Bringing it back to personally. Right. I was thinking about the other day, I was thinking about women and, you know, yeah, I, I think I talk shit sometimes, you know? Yeah. Um, because sometimes. they drive me fucking crazy. Dude. <laughs> women drive me, and I'm talking about they drive me, give me a fucking migraine a lot of times, give, drive me nuts. And I just love them so much too, man. Like, I, it, and it isn't even just. What is that? It's listen, bro. I love the way a woman brushes her hair. Right. I love the way a woman puts lotion on. Right. I, I just like it's everything about them, bro, that I'm into, man. Like, I love taking care of a woman. I, I just like I love all that, bro. But and at the same time, it's like, it's, what is it know, that? What's the part that drives you crazy. crazy? What's the part that drives you crazy? <sighs> non cooperation. <laughs> What does that mean? Uncooperative. No, um, I don't know, man. I mean, I like, think it's seriously. that button. I think it's that button. I think it's that line that that. Wait a second. Let's that see. line where you know, Cahill Gabran has a quote where he talks about your deepest joy. Yeah. The flip side of it is your deepest pain. You know, if you really look at your 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 happiest moment, yeah, and you look a little bit deeper, you'll find your most painful in it, and. I believe that, man. I, I And somewhere in that, there's... No, listen. Come on. Let's back up. Let's get down to it. Now, look. It's just you and me. Mm -hmm. No one around. It's not just you and me. <laughs> <laughs> it's only us. What specifically is it that women do that drive you fuck? Give me a... Like, you don't have to give... I think it's the emotional part of it. Okay. okay? Like, what? Very, like what does that look like? Um, it, it, they just... <sighs> Give it like an example where it's just a lot to... of like to me sometimes it's a little bit needy and emotional and back rub and, and maybe that maybe it's maybe I feel that that maybe I feel what I'm saying is valid or maybe I'm being selfish or maybe I'm selfish. Right. I don't know. But it seems like 
And on the flip side of that, though, Juman, I also feel like I feel like we're built a little more durable. I think there's a there's. Fuck, I, I, I do, man. I don't know, I, yeah, man. man. I, listen, I'm I'm a fucking listen. I'm old fashioned in a lot of stuff. Listen, goddamn, I'm old fashioned too. All right, I was raised in old fashioned shit. Listen, my grandpa, all right, used to take me to youth group and used to tell me how you can tell if a woman is a good, clean Christian woman. All right, like he used to give me those talks. I, I'm I'm relating it back to like I'm gonna dictate the relationship, man. I'm you don't want to be I, controlled. No, I'm, well, and you wanna know something? I'm gonna decide where we're going. I'm gonna decide where we're having dinner. I'm gonna decide. I'm I'm not gonna wait for them to decide. I'll I'm gonna dictate what goes on, and you're gonna let me dictate what goes on because I'm the man, and nobody's gonna change my mind, man. At 52, nobody's gonna change my mind about that. Women, I love them. They're beautiful. Uh, some of them are strong. Uh, I believe in women's independence. But when it comes to me interacting the dynamic, I'm going to drive the car. What? Okay. What? Let me ask you. And if I, you want a buck, then it ain't going to work. Listen. The, you know. What? But, but, and women want that, man. Let me just put you up on a tip. Go ahead. Ultimately, that's what they want. Okay. This is what I'm going to tell you. Okay. A lot of women want that. Um, just like you were saying, like all of them. Right when we were talking about you know gay football or whatever, pull up, you pull up your pants in community, pull up your pants in life, and you pull up your pants in the relationship. Right, that's what a man does. Right, that's what I do. Right, okay. And I'm gonna say I believe a lot of them want that. There are some who don't. There are some who don't because I will look at. I've got a. T- I could. I could point at a lot of people. Let me tell you something. I could point. Listen, listen. listen. You're looking at me like I'm a chauvinist now. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I think, honestly, first of all, let's just get it out. I could look at a lot of people where the woman pulls up the pants. She's the breadwinner. Really. Oh, you mean in today's? Right. Okay. Okay. And the setup is is that the the, the husband or the boyfriend's got a beard. He's got a tattoo. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got his man cave. Mm-hmm. But these are just trinkets of manliness, right? Mm-hmm. He's not really making the real decisions. He's put on the, those are the accessories. Yes. Right. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Bunch of weak, dude, that's where we're going. Bunch of weak ass men out there right now. Huh? Yes. Now, what I'm going to tell you is, I do believe it's up to the couple to decide what they want. Some of them want that. Some of them had a strong mother. And they, the mother took care of everything and they want to stay like an adolescent guy. <laughs> okay. Right? And they uh-huh. just want to live at mom's house and that's their, that's their wife. And, and it works out for them. And some women, they want to run the show. And I don't think that all those women secretly deep down have a desire to be like led by a guy. I'm not going to say that all of them do or don't, but I I think a lot of them are pretty comfortable with that. Maybe I don't think that this is me personally. I don't think there's a genetic thing that's like women need this and women. I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't even believe in genetics for the most part, if you really want to, because I've been told all my life that American Indians are prone to alcoholism because of genes. Mm. Right, motherfuckers come up. They got no problem being like eh, Indians, huh? Oh, that's genetic. You guys didn't have alcohol, and you guys are prone to to, to alcoholism. And I'm like, you know what? How come you never say that shit to British motherfuckers? They drink day in and day out. Or Irish, the, huh? Or Irish or whatever, right? Mm. And um, by the way, we did have alcohol. We had corn beer. We had corn beer in the United States and in South America and in Central America. Mm. Ask anybody. Let them know what you want. Tulip pie. That's right. Don't make me fucking go. All right. So I'm not going to say, but what I am going to say is you have a right, Steve, 
to have a relationship in a manner that you think befits what you want. And part of it is you're the, you're, you're the masculine, you're the lead. I'm, I'm taking charge. Yep. And it's going to fall on my shoulders. If it goes right, it goes right. If it yep. goes wrong, it goes wrong. Absolutely. Okay. And, and I think that's something that some women take on themselves too. They're like, I'm in charge. And if it goes right, it goes right. And, it goes right. and there's a lot of people, and I don't, think it's a gen, a gen, uh, I don't think it's a gender thing, there's a lot of people who don't want to be the tip of the spear. They want to fucking hang back and let someone else make a decision, bitch about it, contribute to uh, that's it. That's what I think is society. Right. Yeah. Right. But very few people want to be on the tip saying like, you know what? Fuck it. What it's, is it? They don't want it, that risk. They don't want that weight on their. The, what, what? Yeah. They, they don't want to fail. They don't want to fail. They don't want responsibility. They don't want to have to. They don't want to fail. They don't want to be held accountable. You can't change in this world if you're not right. radically holding yourself accountable. Bro. And can I just say this? man? Yeah. Let me just say this. To Go you. ahead. Dude. Failing. Failing. Not a failure. Right. Failing. Right. I hope to fail right. in some places. Right. Because the, everything I've really truly gained, the understanding and the knowledge and experience and the wisdom, all that stuff has come from me falling down, man. Right. And and the only way you fall down and you fail is because you took a chance at something. Right. And that's really the only way I want I look I look forward to where I fail because I'm gonna learn from that. It's gonna better me, it's gonna sharpen me. Right. And if you ain't failing, you're not trying. And people wanna try and skate through this world without failing, without fucking busting their ass and scraping their arms. And that's how you learn. How you learn to ride a bike. Right. You know, a skateboard, whatever it might be. You know, you that's- go you go to the gym and you work until failure right that's how you grow that's how you get better that's how you get stronger yeah but yeah but listen listen playing it safe is the most dangerous thing you can do playing it safe is unsafe exactly exactly what you said and here's the thing dude i heard somebody else say this i can't remember who it was but they were like it's not failure it's elimination failure is just a process of elimination Mm -hmm. you're just learning what's not working you're moving on to the next thing yeah right you're just learning what's not working I have no patience, zero in my life at this point, which is why I snap. I'm a snapper. I know uh, you're yeah, a snapper. Yeah, absolutely. I'm a snapper, okay? And I got a, I got a patience up to a point, but when a certain point where I'm like, look, you're either going to take charge of this fucking thing and you're going to make an outline, you're going to go straight down mm-hmm, the thing, you're going to have mm-hmm, a plan, mm-hmm. you're going to stick to the fucking plan, Yep. or yep. you're going to shut the fuck up and get out of the way. <sighs> Brother... Say that again. Okay. You are either going to fucking be accountable, make an outline, create a plan, and you're going to stick to the fucking plan, or you're going to get out of the way. I, 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 it's perfect, bro. We should frame that and put that on the wall. Because, uh, and I think a lot of people uh, are trained or raised in such a manner that they're not the one doing that. They're the ones that are on the side. Now, you need side people. Here's this. Some people aren't built for it. Some people are like, I'm a side person. I got no problem picking this up, adding to, you know, helping you go forward. You're saying some people are that person. Some people are the side person, the support person. Right. 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 And I'm okay. You got to have those people. You do. Okay. But the point of the matter is, so in these relationships, that's what I see at this juncture. When I'm looking at relationships, I'm like, now your thing is. So what you're saying is, and, I, and I'll, I'll, I'll put mine out on the table too, so it's not just you. 
you're saying that like, look, what drives me crazy about women? Like, I love all the stuff. I love women. Mm-hmm. You know, the lotion, the whatever. I love the essence of a woman. The essence. Oh, yeah. And I'm saying I do too. But the thing that drives you crazy is the neediness, right? The clingy. Yep. Okay. The thing that drives me crazy. Now nah, I don't think anybody likes people who are clingy too much. But the thing that drives me crazy with women is lack of accountability. That's what drives me crazy. Okay, well, and listen, I'm everyone. I'm gonna is, tell you something. Hold on. I'm gonna stop you right there. Go ahead. I'm gonna stop you right there, Juman. Go ahead. Listen to me right now, Do man. Do it. The way you grew up, the way you were socialized, your experience as a child growing up yeah. without a mother. Yes. Explains exactly what you just said. Because totally. your mother and to not put it just on you, to put it on me. Go ahead. And before I say it, my disclaimer, I love my mom. Of God course. rest her soul. And I even love my mom, God rest her soul. My mom was an extremely emotional person, a victim that needed a lot of attention and needy and over. And you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So my disposition and your disposition correlates, correlates exactly to to how you, where you came from so let me ask you this as growing up and your mom was that way how did that how did you see that interfering or how did that drive you nuts it just drove me away from her out of the house i couldn't hear it i couldn't take it it was, was just it because, overwhelming man. was it because overbearing you, was it because you felt like you were going through your own tough time and like who's there for you oh Absolutely, but I don't even know that I was looking at it through those eyes. I was looking at it more like it's a fucking headache that doesn't stop. It's annoying. It's and it's just and frustrating. It's, it's it was oh frustrating is probably the you know, how long can you rub somebody's back and keep on rubbing their back and keep on telling them everything's gonna be all right? It's just like it And wait a just, second, how old are you when you're doing all that? This is all from when I was, you know, young. Until I moved out. Like how young? Seven, eight. That's fucked up now that you're mentioning it because, and listen, we're saying all this, but respect to the moms. Of course, man. I love my mom, man. She did. And I'm clear that my mother did a, she did a great job and she did the best she could with the tools that she had, man. I, uh, okay. But my point is, is it's a role reversal. If you're the one that's having to rub your mom's back. Listen, and my sister. My sister was was doing that too. My older sister, I think a lot of her resentments and a lot of her anger and a lot of her dis- discomfort and disease about things was having to be the parent and having to be, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, of course. To my mom. Right. It was absolutely How a role reversal, How can you have any bro. belief in grown-ups if you're watching One these traumatized people fall exactly. apart so easily exactly. and it's your job as a kid to, sh- to shore them up? Exactly. So, but flipping it back to me, right? Mm-hmm, so you yes. make a great observation. Lack of accountability. Oh man, that's so good. It's right on. It's it's like when you say that, it's it's too spot on to miss it, bro. Listen, of course, it's of lack of accountability. Listen, so I grow up right, and there's no mom, mm-hmm. right? So you gotta shore your mom up. I got no mom, so I got nothing to turn to when my dad loses his shit or life gets hard or what no tenderness no tenderness i'm wondering if there was some role reversal with my dad with your dad in a way 
the only way that there was role reversal with my dad would be that I was the one that was aware that you can't eat like that. There was no time that I had to rub his back and shore him up. No, I don't mean like but that. But responsible. Being responsible. responsible. A responsible person in the house. A responsible person in the house and also in charge of, dude, I'll tell you what, growing up, there was a lot of, I got to I got, I got pay attention to my dad and I got to find out what I can use from him that's useful and I got to determine what's not going to work. So some things are going to be good because he's- Who was cleaning up the dishes after dinner? You? Yeah. And, and, and a lot of work, bro. Right. A lot of work. A lot of work. I did a lot of fucking work. Right. I was basically because he was incapacitated. Nah, and impartially also because he was spoiled. He was spoiled right, growing right, up. Right. He's a he's the dad. You told me. You said it over and over again. That motherfucker treated me like a slave. Yeah. I don't mean to use the word motherfucker. No, no, no. But he did. Right. Yeah. He used to call and, me the N word. He used to call me the N word and tell me I was doing N word work. It's like, crazy. When I'm like ten. It's crazy. Yeah. All right. All right. But but I went to the mother. Okay. Back to the mother. And here's the thing, man. Like here's the thing. So instead of shoring up a woman, I was looking at like how she totally fucking failed me. Mm. Like I was looking at like how like you read everywhere in the society and it's like mother's instinct. And I was like, man, I don't think it's an instinct. It questioned everything. I'm like, right, I don't believe that. I don't believe it's an instinct. Be, be honest with you. Right. If it's an instinct, why do they give women these babies dolls when they're kids? Get them trained up early. Mm-hmm. Because it might not be an instinct. Hmm. Might not be. And I'm like, if it is, then where's, where, where was my mom's? Of course you're going to question it. Of and then I'm like, and then, dude, there was a period of time where I would go fucking nuts. Mm-hmm. Because I would explain what happened in my life. And everybody's knee-jerk reaction was like, well, maybe your mom had a difficult time. They, they want to right away defend her? Yes. Right. And you're, you weren't trying to hear that shit. Because they can defend her and walk away and go home to their mother. Right, and they're defending that her out of an uh, a basically a system of beliefs that we already have that right, all moms right. can do no wrong. Right, they're resorting right to that. Yeah. And I would go nuts. I'd be like, you know what? Because you have all the proof on paper right there. I mean, she could send me a to fucking, argue it, dude. She could send me a birthday card. Yeah, with, yeah I mean, yeah. she and she kept my little sister on that side. That was tough. Dude. Yeah, and you know what? When you tell me these things, that's why I don't have an opinion. Yeah. about any of it. What do you with mean? You. Why? No, when it comes to you talking about your mom, like I'm not going to defend. I'm, I don't have any answers for that because <laughs> I don't have any answers for it. I'm not going to open up my mouth and try and tell you. Well, it was probably at the, right, the, 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 right. I, because I've heard your story, yeah, long before this show, yeah. And not to sound fucked up, yeah, but I question it too, right. I don't know what happened there, right. It's one of those things where you're like, I can't explain that, right. And like, so my point is, is like. Obviously, you can hear this story if you're out there listening or Steve, you can take a look at this and you can kind of see how my personality is just, that's why sometimes when I'm like, I'm a snapper or I'm going to be the one that points to some stuff in a, in a system that doesn't add up and then it's going to be a little uncomfortable. <clears throat> yep. That's, that's going to be me. Go ahead. And it bleeds over to my totally. It's not just unaccountable, unaccountability of women. Yeah. You do not like unaccountability of people. A hundred percent, bro. It's and and you are somebody who is accountable. I can ask you what you were doing on Wednesday at four o'clock. Yes, and you're accountable, and that and that's kind of. But I see how it pertains to women directly, and what we're talking about, right? 
So, so, so what I see and look at, I went to this leadership thing. Anybody, listen, anybody who listens to what I'm talking about, I'm just going to fucking say this. Anybody who sees my personality and how I am, where I came from and how, I'm going to tell you, I did go through a certain program. You can hit me up on Instagram, whatever, and I'll tell you what it is. And I'm, and it, to me, it was totally worth it. Did it fix my life? No. But it, did it sharpen the focus on what's going on? Absolutely. And I've shared it with Steve. The thing is, is during that process though, right? And then they get like, dude, you guys got to, so they have this thing. I'm not going to explain everything, but cause some of it works better if you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. But you have this thing where you get to get out, you get to a place where you're like letting out all your real thing, mm-hmm. right? Like beyond just like sitting for one hour. All right. The real poison in you. Right. right. Mm-hmm. And I'm hanging back cause I'm like, Oh, and I'm watching everyone else do theirs, and I'm like, "That's cute. That's a good one. Okay, I could see that." There's some, and finally they get to me, right? And they're like, "Let's go." And it takes a Juma while. Juma was one to not waste an opportunity. Well, I'll tell you, it, it took a while for them to get into it because I'm like, you know, well, okay, like I'm. What are you? Are you gonna hit me with a stick? I mean, right, what are you? Right, what are you, right. what are you? Go ahead, push that thing away. I don't right. know what that is. It's my fucking coat on top of a hi hat. We're in a yeah. fucking studio right now. So anyway, it's but but. Once, they, the lady goes, just mm. admit it, you're angry at your mom. Mm. Right? She's like, just admit it, you're angry at your mom. And I'm like, I started laughing. I'm <laughs> angry at my mom. Anger. I'm like, you know what? That's for mediocre. Anger's for mediocre people. Yeah. I'm like beyond angry. Yeah. There's not no anger. You laughed, you chuckled first. I chuckled. I'm like, <laughs> I chuckled. <laughs> That's for kids. I'm like, I'm, the, I'm at the level where I'm going to take someone who loves Disneyland mm. and I'm going to take them to the back room where they count the money and show them how it really works at Disneyland and then laugh when their dreams are right, crushed. Right, 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 right. Like, right. it's not going to be no, what do you want me to do? Punch a pillow? You want yeah. me to punch a pillow? <laughs> I'm going to decapitate a couple people first. <laughs> I'm like, I'm beyond mm-hmm. that. So then finally when I let loose, right, I'm like letting loose, letting loose. And what was all about was how angry I am at women. Now, look, it, I love women and I respect them as people, but I was letting out. This was letting out something that was in me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, and I started railing, dude, railing. And and as I was railing and as I was railing, I was going into like, I'm sick and tired of women wanting to be understood and sympathized with and then then not being held accountable for being abusers or not being held accountable for neglect or not being held accountable for the victimization that they do to other people. I'm tired of, you know, a lot of these, a lot of, of, of women wanting special treatment and then when it's, when it suits them and then turning around and, and wanting to be treated the same as everybody else when it suits them. I'm tired of this lack of accountability. I'm tired of, I'm tired. I mean, I just, I launched into this thing and there was probably like, wow, that's a lot of tired. There was a, listen, I was like, we launched into that whole thing and all the women that were chattering to, they had all stopped. I could feel their eyes. It's an audience of people. Well, it's, we're in like a crowd. Yeah. Like it's like probably a hundred people. Wow. And as I'm going, I can feel all the women's eyes turning towards me. They can't believe I'm saying what I'm saying. Right. Right. These are women who are the like, uncut funk coming out of your mouth. I was like, I'm tired of women using their victim stories to fucking dominate shit. I'm tired of them not playing by the same rules that everyone else has. I'm sick of women wanting to be in power and then not wanting to be held accountable. 
Like, you want to be uh, in charge, you want to be on top of the game, but then you want to believe a myth about yourself that you don't victimize other people? No fucking way. No way. You know what? That's that's why you're my partner, bro. When you start talking, like, and it has nothing to do with women. It's just the way you, man, keep it going. Go ahead. Dude, they are, so anyway, they, it felt like a thousand pounds of pressure. And I looked, and they were all staring at me. And they had different look. They had never. I don't know if anyone had ever heard a guy say all that shit because because you were listening to the story of a, of a young boy. They're pulling their mace out their purse, sharpening their keys. On and the I wasn't even trying to do anything. I'm just saying they're listening to a little boy mm-hmm. who didn't get the protection from his mom that he felt sure. like he was entitled to. Sure. Right. And they weren't. And then felt like nobody owned up to that. Mm-hmm. And then nobody owned. Up Got to left that. out in the cold. Got left out in the cold. That's so fucking true, man. And and then and yeah. you know what's weird is that lines up with the American Indian thing too because it's like yeah you know as a people I mean? got left out in the cold people got left out in shafted the, shafted yeah rounded up so Man. anyway so that's so so that's what drives me I think everybody in these relationships you know they have that like you know they have um, whoever they're with same sex opposite sex I think your theory or whatever and it's already out there so whatever but. I think your idea that, like, yeah, but comes down to these primary relationships that you had growing up. I agree with that. I think that's how we're socialized, man. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. There's just, it's primal, dude. I believe that. I, that's just the way it works, man. And, and, and I will say this too, Chumahan. Yeah. And, I, and everybody knows I'm a little older than Chumahan. And, um, you know, speaking of parents. Go ahead. Okay which my mother and father are no longer on this physical plane. Right. Um, They both pass. But what I want to say is that being a parent, okay, me having a lot of opinions and feelings and views of my parents as I grew up and then having kids. Right. And not just having kids, but having kids and raising kids into being adults. Right. I have gotten to see where I fell short. I've gotten to see where I overcompensated and maybe, you know, this, this, and this, I'm not going to do with my kids. Right. I'm going to do this. And and sometimes I wasn't even able to grab, because nobody's all bad. I didn't get all bad from my dad. Right. I didn't get all bad. You know what I'm saying? Right. There were good things, and those things I might have forgotten or pushed out of my mind because I was so on the page of I'm going to do nothing like that or you right. know what I mean? um but I've gotten to see where I fell short as a parent what does that feel and, like and I can't redo it now what does that feel like um well first off and it, it used to be something that was really really uh, pain painful and I felt bad about it and I felt guilty and and shame and, and, and just upset and frustrated that I can't fix it. I don't feel like that today. I understand that that was part of the process. Right. That it's about what I'm doing today. Right. It's not about me sitting on the past. It also, the second thing it does is it brings back, it brings a piece of compassion towards my parents. Because at the time that I went through that, I was operating, you know, I believe everybody makes moves thinking it's the next best thing to do. Right. Second by second. Right. I really believe that, bro. Well, and, 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 and you know, what my mom's, like, so my mom's position was that she was poor. And she was, you know, like, like dirt poor. And her family was real fucked up. 
So my mom's position was that, you know, because one week I got to spend with her when I was 14. Mm. Right? And she was mm. like, and we could do an entire fucking episode. I'm like, and we will. Ask any questions you want. And I'm like, what the <laughs> right <laughs> at 14 like <laughs> all the stuff you've been storing out, just go ahead and feel free i was like uh, you break out her notepad <laughs> you're like here i got them i've got 670 of them i mean dude uh, right. oh, but anyway during that time she was like and i felt like you know your dad came from a, a more educated family so i thought you would do better over there right and and um, so what you were saying is is that they thought it was the right move. You know, you can never look into someone's heart fully and see like, well, yeah, that's their surface level. What's the what's beneath that? What's the real? But I agree with you that most most times these the the parents or whoever are trying to do what they think is in furtherance uh, of the family unit or or the child, but or in life, right. You believe what you're doing. Every, my, since my, you woke up this morning, every move you made, you made because you thought it was the next right thing to do, correct? Ooh, that's a good question. Let me, let's see. Yeah. I, I, I mean, thought I woke doing up. robberies. I thought doing dope. I thought that, that was what the next thing I needed to do at that moment. Right. I, didn't do, I don't do things. Let me be clear with what I'm Go saying ahead, to you. Yeah. I don't do things that I don't think are the right re- or I wouldn't do them, bro. Yeah, that's a that's an interesting point. I, I've never I'm really being clear on what I'm saying right now. Yeah. Everything I did, I felt the universe lined up. It was the best thing that and the things that I didn't do, I didn't do them because there was something to it. Well, I agree. Man, this is well, look at this. I'm, I didn't mean to get deep on you on that, but that no, is something I, that I really <laughs> <laughs> when I look back, no, of course, well that wasn't, but at that moment. Right. It's like when people say to you, what the fuck were you thinking about when you went and did that? Well, I thought that I was going to get away with the motherfucker and I was going to get some money and it was going to do this. And it was, gonna, you know, but, but back to what I'm saying. What you say is, is this that, is why, listen, I know just says this is why I piss a lot of people off because we get into this part and you can see my face being like, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, you can see me starting to that's like, just, that's just my personal. That, that's and just I who that, I am. I, I can't and, deal and with that. And I think if we start talking about some of the Greek philosophers, there's an argument there. Yeah, you no, know? no, no, no. To your, to, to your point, right? It's either Socrates, Plato. Or, yeah, oh, yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which my, my partner is just uh, helped me so much in introducing me to just so much. Stuff hey, like Steve's God, been that. like hungrily just devouring literature and all other stuff to like learn up on it yeah. but it's funny because we start getting into that you could see my face starting to like slide where i'm like yeah eh, I'm, how I'm, the I'm, human <laughs> mind is working out but uh if you understand this stuff you'll understand life like right. you said okay um but what it did what it did was by me watching different things pan out in my life i understand that what i was operating with might have not been always the best but it was what i was working with at the time right and i want nothing more i love my children right i love my children i want my children to be safe whatever it might be i was and it doesn't you know 10 years 15 years later i look back and it was like how was that going to help them how was what i was doing then how you know but i don't beat myself up that's where i was at you can't bro there's you guys listening mr and mrs headphones right you are, You cannot get anywhere if you're stuck in the pain and the guilt and the shame and the, 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 the mistake. It's like a professional baseball player. Right. 
When you strike out, you strike out. You keep moving. Right. If you're going to stay in that air or whatever it happens, how many times did Jordan miss baskets? Exactly. Right. right. How many balls? How many times did Barry Bonds strike out? How many times did Kobe Bryant miss baskets? Okay. So, I today it's it's very different. But back to what we're talking about, man. It brings me to a place of compassion. And the truth is, man, that I know that my mother loved me to death, bro. I think She'd that might be the most important me. part. It is, bro. And she. She loved me, dude, and she did everything she could for me, and um, and I remember that. I don't, I don't, you know, we're having this topic and we're talking about yeah. some real issues, and they're yeah. real, and they yeah. did affect me, right? But that's not what the basis of my mother was. That's not like the thing that I go, sit on, and you know. And there might have been a time where I did because that was a badge, right? Okay, you know, so, so I wanted look, a blame game or this Right, so you can't, you can't, and I agree with this, and, and, and here's the thing. You certainly haven't been able to. You can't uh, go ahead in life, if, even if there are real wounds, even if it's real mm -hmm, blame to be mm -hmm. put there, whatever, you can't go ahead in life if you're not willing to own your situation. Dude, there's bigger, more traumatic things in my childhood that happened. Yeah. <laughs> way more than all that right and, but you're right man and listen as we talked about him we talked about the dad thing right and my father you know the mountain that i had to climb in many ways was my father and for a long time i used my dad as my badge right to say you know what i fuck up because of look what happened to me this you know right and i could tell a real dramatic story truthful and people be like oh Oh man, oh that you know, and I go ahead and get away with my shit. And yeah, until yeah. until I was willing to take a hold of my life and assert myself right. and be responsible and accountable for who I am and what I do in my life, my life will not change. Absolutely. And not and, and no real confidence would really grow. You know, no, it's interesting I, we're I talking about you know what I learned and a lot of that, Chuman, I gotta say, a lot of that comes from my experience and my friendship and our exchange, bro. Yeah. You've helped me in many ways to grow. And I'm not one of these guys that I learn from people that are younger than me. Right. Uh, many teachers in my life are younger than me. And you're one of those men that you've had to overcome a lot. And you are a su you exceed, bro. You're not your average. Like you're somebody who goes above and beyond at every level. And it but rubs off on me. And you've shared with me and You've helped me to be this person and have this clarity in my life, man. I appreciate that, man. I appreciate that because, you know, um, sometimes people, you know, they like when I do the fitness thing, right, and I mm -hmm. get into the eating and all this other mm -hmm. stuff. Of course. Sometimes people around me forget, like, where I came from. Like, they think, like, I just showed mm -hmm. up on an easy one. Right? And you've Let's been with me. talk about that. You've been with me for a very long time. Yes. So you've yes. seen. Like yes. everything, and you know my background. I know you as a human being, inside and out, and I certainly know where you were at physically uh, 18 years ago. Right. I mean, right? I mean, my, I told... I, Bro, I watched you change. Yeah. I wa I, didn't I give you the encyclopedia of bodybuilding? Yes, you as did. A gift? Dude, you were also the guy that told me even back then, which I never forgot, mm -hmm. you, as I was complaining about my, my look, I went like, what the hell? And you, like, you told me to take a fucking chance, take a risk. Cause I was asking you about it back then, dude. I mean, I was, I mean, dude, I was, what, it, it, the point of the matter is it's not. So my point is, is that when you see me now and I come across as a little bit like harsh or mm -hmm. I come across a little bit hard, mm -hmm. it's because, right. I came from somewhere. It's not like, Oh, 
I was always like this or my right. or I was always educated. Right. And I think a lot of people forget. They almost forget that I'm Indian, right. it feels like sometimes. My name's Chumahan. I grew up <laughs> on a reservation. But when I show up, sometimes they forget, like, yeah. hey, dude, like, you don't understand. I'm not talking out of my ass. I came from a long way down the road. Brother, and you have, <laughs> bro, this is why I have so much respect for you, bro. Right. I mean, if people only knew about this guy <laughs> and what he's had to overcome and do, it's not come easy for you, bro. Nope. And um, you know, and, and I'm gonna say this Do right it. now. There's a part in Scarface <laughs> where where fucking she says to Tony Montana, um, you know, he's talking about what he had to do coming into this country and build what he's got. And what's the actress's name? Uh that was Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer says, Well, you know what, Tony? Maybe somebody should have given it to you. You'd be a nicer guy or something like that rather right. than what he had to go through in order to earn it all, you know? Right. And I only say that because I think you're I think you're great, bro. But when you have that little hard part about you, I see how some people would be like, "Oh, that's mean" or like <laughs> kind of like how she was. But it's not, man. You had to man up and pull you had to you had to do something in order to missile yourself through these times to get through what you had to do. Man, that's so true. And that, and, and if you let that go or you forget about that, then who the hell are you? You know what, man? And I'll tell you something. Don't ever it, soften up too much, man. No. And, and all right, let's see. Is it this scene? Let's see what's this. Politics. Okay. I want you to, to stay down here for a while. Is it this scene no, where they're at the restaurant? No, he's in the bathtub. He's in the bathtub? Yeah, he's in the bathtub when he says it. But you're going to have to really look for that scene. It's a quick little line. No, that, that makes sense to... No, yeah, I think it might be I this. Here's building a more prosperous... What's it? Do you ever do nothing inside? Get your hair fixed and powder your nose? Oh, I think it's coming up right really? there. You do so much of that shit, you know? Yeah. Nothing exceeds like excess. You should know that. <laughs> I should know what? My wife. What should I know? <laughs> what if, why do you have to talk to me like that all the time? Right? <laughs> like I, gotta know so. I think it's coming up. Yeah, here it comes. Five to seven. He's in the tub. He's got like all kinds yeah, of with bubbles. Of the of drug watching TV. She's going to say it as she's leaving the room. Months. Right. Yeah. His cousin's there. That's his cousin, right? Yeah. Can you put a dent on an Manolo. That's Manolo. Manolo. You know, my wife want, wanted to be Michelle Pfeiffer. It seems like she wanted to start coke and be like all that shit. She really did. I'm not kidding. Only place you could get your fingers is some bites as she exits the room. Uh, let's see. Not let's by see. outlawing the substances, but by. Don't toot your horn, honey. You're not that good. That's. She already said. Oh, wait, wait. Do something. Be a nurse. Right, right here, here it comes. Work with blankets, lepers, that kind of thing. <laughs> lepers. Anything beats lying around all day waiting for me to fuck you. I tell you that. <laughs> Don't toot your horn, honey. You're not that good. I think it's coming up. Oh, Frank was better, huh? Here he is, here he is. Where you going? Come here! That's me. Help! Yelling Help me! I was kidding! No. Uh, I was only kidding! Yeah. That was close enough. Though. That's yeah. me yelling at my wife. Hey! 
Hey, Santa, <laughs> come in. I was kidding. <laughs> why don't Sounds you just like <laughs> Why don't you get up, you know, instead of laying around waiting for me to fuck you? <laughs> <laughs> but no. uh, but listen, bro. You know it's. It, it, you know what? I'm gonna tell you something, man. I think like I might just because I was talking to my wife about it too the other night because we've been going through something. And I was thinking about this. You know why? Because when we were talking about my fat Robin Hood picture, mm-hmm. right, where I'm looking at, I mean, I'm fat, the gut's out, I got that little felt hat, that little weird, and, and I'm making fun of it, mm-hmm. right? And I'm sitting there. Making fun of yourself. Making fun of myself. Mm-hmm. Making fun of my then self. Yes. And you started defending that person. You were like, I see a noble face. I see, and later I was like, why the fuck was Steve like defending that kid i i thought about what you asked me the other night yeah okay and um and i have a completely different view than what i said that night to you what is it well it has a little bit to do with what we said but upon thinking about it now yeah i want to defend all kids okay I don't want a kid to ever feel unsafe or made fun of. or I never want a kid to be the end of somebody's joke or comments. Okay? Okay. And I do that because, man, I felt like there was nobody taken up for me when I was a kid, bro. That's amazing. I feel like I was left out in the cold. That's amazing. You know, I was bullied. I was beat up. I was humiliated. I was, and it just didn't stop anywhere. Ugh. And no, and there was. I had to find something inside, and I really didn't find something. I found something outside, right? To me, whether it be food or TV, you know what I'm saying, right? To make me okay, right? I didn't know where there. I didn't have anybody put their arms around me and tell me it's okay. It's gonna be okay. <laughs> didn't have that. You say, it's a, so uh, when you start talking yeah, about yourself, yeah, and you're making a judgment call, yes. all based on physical. Physical, physical of this picture of this kid who I don't even know he was that chubby, but you're like, okay, chubby, okay, right, but okay. Everyone's seen the picture now, so they know that that's a gut. I'm like 11 and I got a gut. Dude, you're a kid, man. And, 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 and really the way you're, the way I see you, it's like, look, it does, your face is noble. It's like, you're having a good time and you're like in character. Yeah, but you know what? It's true. I was in character. Right, I was having a good time, right? Living in a certain way. And this is why some people forget like where I, like I did get to travel a lot as a kid, right? I mean, sure the actual Sherwood Forest and mm-hmm. I'm doing all that. But then it's fascinating to me that like it's an inanimate object, it's a picture, and it's me. I'm talking about me. Right. I was in those shoes and I was teased a little bit here and there and da 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 da. Dude, I had Jamaicans. Tell me to stop eating me because I was too fat. Like adult Jamaicans. I'm by myself walking on the beach in the island of paradise. And they're like, hey, man, you be eating too much meat, man. That's why you're fat. <laughs> and I was like, I had nothing to defend myself with except my brain. And I'm like, you shouldn't talk to tourists like that because you're making your country look bad. It was just <laughs> so weak, bro. But my point is, is it's fascinating to me that, that that elicited a defense from you of somebody who's no longer here. Or maybe they are inside of me. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And also that. Oh yeah, they're still here. And then, and then, and then it was from from me, from me to me, message from me to me. Sure. And um, cause dude, I don't. 
you know, I was a chubby kid, and part of the way that I got out of it was being realistic with myself. I'll be honest with that. I mean, I listen, I went through all the phases of fat kid stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I went through the phases of forgetting you're fat because you're having a good time, mm-hmm. and then seeing a reflection and remembering you're fat mm-hmm. and be, feeling real fucked up. Yeah. Did uh, you ever go through that? Absolutely, bro. Because I was a chubby kid. What they used to say when you're chubby? Oh, he's husky. They yeah. use all these other words, you know. And you but, know it's bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know it's bullshit. You're smart enough to know. And uh, you know, you got tits and you got this and, right. and not wanting to go to a swimming pool or take off my shirt. And, right. Or just avoiding it altogether. Right. And, and all that shit, you know? And and I and and listen, Juman, it it is fucked up. And and yeah, you're right. Absolutely. And in this town especially in this day and age, so much, so much importance is put on our exteriors and what we look like. But you know what? That's true, but I'm going to tell you, man, because I also grew up with an obese father, Mm -hmm. right? And my mom was very overweight. Right. And so while it's true, like this town's about exteriors, Mm -hmm. that covers up another truth, which is like, it ain't healthy. Absolutely, it's not. Like we can get mad that we're getting judged. If it's right or wrong, whatever. But at the end of the day, there's no way to say that being overweight or eating the wrong things is a healthy lifestyle. No, no way. No. Absolutely. I don't I agree with you. So when I was coming up though, I went through all that, bro. Now I, I even there was a period of time where I was like, you know, I just need to accept my fatness. Like there was a book called Fat is Beautiful. And I was like, I saw that, and, 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 and I was also walking around with my dad in public all the time, too, right? The fat father and the fat son, mm-hmm. like a pair of fat heads. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, I'm like, how, like, is that right? Maybe, dude, when I was a kid, I was like, maybe I have the wrong perspective. Maybe I've adopted this, like, because guess what? In the 80s, being skinny was being promoted on magazines, too. But that was when magazines were magazines. Mm-hmm. Like, there was no internet. Print work. Yeah. Right. So I'm like, maybe, maybe that's true. You know, maybe that is true. Maybe that's wrong. Maybe that maybe being fat is okay. And dealing with like trying to convince myself that and all of the all of the sort of stuff that I tried to do to convince myself. But you know what, man, I could never escape. And I, I mean, and even when I was like in sixth grade, mm. I could never escape that I knew I was just I wasn't eating right. I was eating too much. There was secret shit I was eating. Mm-hmm. I knew that. Mm. I was eating double. And overeating. Overeating. Mm-hmm. Double portions. I knew that. Mm. There's no way for me to hide from that. And there was no way for me not to understand that that was a, a weakness on my part. Now, but was that, that obviously doing that gave you a certain type of feeling? Yeah. Right? It wasn't, I mean, there's things going on in your life. I ate because it made me feel good. If some people will say they ate because that was their first hire, it got them out of themselves. Or right, whatever. right. I ate because it was something that was soothing to me. Absolutely. Because there were other things that weren't there. Absolutely. Sit in front of the TV, eat a bunch of food, like all that was going on. Right. Eating every every minute, uh, you're bored, you want to eat. You know, you know, like, so there was a lot of, I, there was reasoning behind why you were doing that, I would imagine. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean, food vacation. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. but but 
it, it operates like everything else in the human mind, which is like you don't make a conscious decision like, well, I feel bad. I'm going to eat these chips. No, you just go and you just eat mindlessly eat some chips and you're watching TV and it just mm. continues on. Right. But there was never a time that I didn't know that there was going to be shame following it at some point. Wow. Really? Never. There was never a time that I just ate and then later felt like. Good about it? Never. Mm. In fact, and I'll even do one better for you. And it might be because my dad was obese, so I always saw this. But my girlfriend, my first girlfriend, her name was Carol. And like it was kid girlfriend, so it wasn't real girlfriends. It was a kid girlfriend. Second grade, third grade, right? Like, you know, holding hands and chasing each other on the Mm -hmm. playground, that kind of shit. But she was beautiful to me at the time Mm -hmm. as a kid. Mm -hmm. And uh, we were both. And her friend and her brother, Sonny, was also my friend. So Mm -hmm. I would get to spend the night over at their house, Mm -hmm. their trailer on the reservation. It wasn't a house. I would spend the night in a single trailer on the reservation, and there was piles of laundry everywhere, and it was filthy. Mm. That's the truth. Okay. Way out in the middle of nowhere. Gotcha. All right. And... um. So I got to know their family fairly well. Mm-hmm. Their, her father eventually had to go to jail mm-hmm. for for helping Bob Satyakum steal money from the tribe. Big, amazing story. Historical shit. You could look it up. Mm-hmm. Interesting stories. Anyway, being one of the guards. Anyway, um, but he told me, and I might have been about six. The first knowledge that I was getting fat mm-hmm. was from this guy. The guy that went to prison? The dad? Yeah, mm-hmm. and what happened was he said, your belly's starting to hang over your pants. And mm-hmm. I was like, maybe like six, seven, eight. I can't mm-hmm. remember exactly. But that was the first moment that someone from the outside. Mm-hmm. An adult. An adult. Wow. A man. And let me know mm-hmm. that something's going on with my belly mm-hmm. hanging over my pants. And his belly hung over his pants. Right. Because he was right, like one right. of his older fat guys. Mm-hmm. And he said that, and that was that was honestly my first initiation into understanding like that. Ain't Hold right. on a minute. Go ahead. See, that's what I don't get. Go ahead. How is a guy whose belly's hanging over his pants gonna tell a kid, "Hey, your belly's hanging over your?" Like, I can see if the motherfucker was Jack Lalane or somebody that was just like, "Hey, kid, that's the beginning of something you don't want to get like that." But instead, it's some fat bastard. Looking at your kid, telling him, "Hey, your, your belly's hanging." Like that don't register with me. See, I would have been there as an adult. I slapped that man as soon as he said it. Well, there was no one there. Slapping. Sorry, I wasn't there. Well, thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I might need you to slap some people around uh, now. Okay. <laughs> no, but the point is, 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 and I don't look at that as a bad thing. Maybe mm-hmm. this is my fucked up. Mm-hmm. thinking but i don't look at it as a bad thing i just look at it as the beginning of understanding like there's a correlation in belly and stomach and, and as far mm-hmm. as adults saying shit to kids that are hip, that's hypocritical i don't even, i don't i mean dude you could uh, how do you every parent uh, no they do absolutely i just th- would think that uh, i just don't get why why is somebody gonna feed a kid something that he doesn't really know what to do with. Why even say that? Unless you have a plan to help that kid or you're going to do, why put,
put that out there to a kid who doesn't even know what to do with that. Who knows what are all the passive aggressive like little things right. that these That's guys are doing. That's all I'm saying, bro. No, I'm I not agree. trying to look too deep into it. No, no, no. I, I'm saying, I'm saying, look, I'm not even trying to defend it. I'm not defending it. Could you I, imagine saying that to some other to somebody else's kid i would never do that okay that that's what you were very quick to say i would never do that i would never <laughs> say that. I, I if i let's say i saw a kid you, where i was like uh oh i can see some obesity starting like even my own daughter you'd approach say. it completely different with I, a solution. I probably would talk to the parent first i probably would talk to the parent first and be like hey i'm noticing and i came from this background take it for what it's worth grain of salt Mm-hmm. Right, sure. That's an adult addressing an adult about something. Right, and 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 I and I would I don't know that I would ever say to like a seven year old kid like your belly's hanging over your pants, dude. That's crazy to me. Maybe you're right. That's crazy, bro. I mean, when you put it like that, to me, I just took it in. You know, that's why like, I. Say- what's going on with that dude? That he needed to tell you that. That's what I'm talking about. And look at hey, dude, I had to go to jail for this, and he was robbed. Well, maybe there are some reasons. You know, makes sense to me. I mean, listen, you're right. I, I I wasn't raised in like a wholesome scenario. I understand that. Yeah, you know, and, and you, when you neither say, was I. When you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of unhealthy shit going on. You know what, man? When you, I guess when I think about it, you know, I'm like, you know, that was just the kind of like the way people were back then. But maybe they weren't like that in other places. I, if any, I I feel like I'm a defender of children. I I think kids are extremely cruel to kids. I, I see this shit, and I think, uh, and that's a kid, and I mean, I, I even get frustrated with that. But then, when you're an adult, right? I don't think there's any excuse for it. I think we've forgotten about our children, man, that are they're our future, and that we have a responsibility. Every adult has a responsibility to any child. I believe that. I believe that, man. I agree. I, I you know, you know, and now we're talking about this. I'm like, man, that's that's pretty fucking deep. What you're saying, like, which is. Uh, and it, but anyway, that became my first awareness, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? And I right. did feel that's sh- how that's what you were getting out of this thing. And I guess that's when I started to feel shame about my body. Mm-hmm. Like when I would butt my pants, I would look at my stomach and see if the pants were cutting into my belly. <sighs> Bro, that was my girlfriend's so dad. Much. Wow. And you and this girl to you was beautiful. And you, my were, first girlfriend, man. like first smooch, like smooch, yeah, right? yeah, hand yeah, holding. Yeah, it's powerful. Yeah, she a lot. she had a she had a the they were out, she had a pony and we used to ride her pony all around, and then he was like your belly's getting over your pants and I remember, and you know I don't know if I connected it also with my dad, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know what was going on between my dad and him. And my dad was the attorney for the tribe, and this guy was a henchman for the the chairman of the tribe at the time, who eventually had to run away to Canada to get to escape prosecution. I think that this is that's just crazy huge huge issue Chumaha, with what you're talking about <laughs> yeah. shame totally because we're all different we're all built different we're all different we all get to our, our place we all get to into our footsteps and our place in life differently i don't know how the next person got there because i can only speak from my experience right but we're we're different shapes sizes colors but what's being pitched to us is a very particular physical almost just an outside look and if you don't fit that well i'm going to speak about this town where i'm from right you're i feel in many ways ostracized kept out looked you. over looked through i, I believe you. huh you feel that way i felt i felt that way uh when 
at certain points of time in my life and when I was young. Question: Do you feel that way now? No, I don't feel that way now. Okay, but I did. I did it. I was. I had shame about my body as a kid. Um, You know, I had a lot of different things going on, and as I took back my own power in many ways. How'd you do that? Um, well, that's a long story, but... But, like, in one sentence, what did you have to do to take back your own power for real? Stand up for myself. Right. Okay. Right. And I and I didn't necessarily... I, I kind of went about the power or what I perceived as power. I, I took a different type of power, and that was uh, physical fear and intimidation. And, right. And that was how, you know, and, and then it's changed through time, but... The physical what, part of it. Oh, what's wrong with that kind of power to you now? Like, I mean, seriously, like a lot of people would say like, yeah, that's a shortcut to uh, that's what makes the world go around. At the end of the day, it's the United States dropped a bomb twice on Japan. And that's kind of like why we can push each people around. And, and what do you find is not working in that for you anymore? Or do you think it still works for you? I think it, there, there, there's two, a part of it that does. That still does. And maybe there's a part of it that I hang on to. But um it, it took me. It took time for me to understand how to eat, understand how to exercise, understand right. how to have a regimen, understand how to physically change my physical, my my physique. Right. And through that change, I felt differently about how I looked physically. Yeah. And and listen, the, how you feel about yourself is what you present. You can't feel like shit about yourself and then try and sell to everybody that you're confident. It doesn't work like that. If you feel shame about who you are and what you look like, mm-hmm. that translate, man. People sniff that out. They can I feel certainly, it. absolutely. That's the energy you bring. Right. And when you feel better about yourself, you present yourself better. And you, and um, I think that there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of people that feel they don't fit the, the commercial, the the the, the look that's being pitched on magazines, TVs, all that. And I think that there's people that shame themselves and and. And I think that that leads to a lot of other frustrations and a lot of other shit we see in our society right. coming out in different ways. And um, do you feel that some people are like invisible, like they're not even seen? I abs- I think there's a bunch of people that look at people like they're invisible. Listen, man, I'm going to say this real clearly right now. There's there's a there's a there's a bunch of people, a lot of people that that came from other countries or places, and and they make this city run. And I think a lot of times those people are just looked past or looked through or not given just they're just invisible to people. And and I've I felt that way in my life at times. When did Maybe, you feel like that? I felt that way. A kid having the, the, the wrong colored skin or being, you know, um, and feeling like I was an outside of everything um, and a chubby kid. um I just felt like I didn't fit and I was looked over or looked through. I felt like people, I was invisible. Yeah. And, um, and I, and I think people do that. Not kids with people in general, man. It's like, it's imp- for me. I take the time to acknowledge, um, the person that's making my coffee at Starbucks. Um, the, the, the homeless person that, uh, gives me a nod or the 
gardener or whatever there it might be. There was a homeless be, guy today. You were outside doing your thing, and there mm-hmm. was a homeless guy today, and he did. He came up, and you gave him a nod, mm-hmm. and then he bumped. He's like, hey, you got a cigarette? And then you're like, I roll my own. You can have this one. And yeah. it was like- Half was, a cigarette? Yeah, have a cigarette. He's like, nah, him nah. And He's he, like, oh, no. And then I, <laughs> But then I clown him. I'm like, oh, God forbid you smoke a cigarette. And he's like, oh, no, that's your cigarette. Yeah, yeah but the way he said, oh, no, was like he only- like, he, did, yeah, he didn't know who you are. Keep that away from me. Yeah, yeah like, I can't- <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you're healthy but, enough. But <laughs> um, I just think, you know, and, and also, like, um, um, it's important for me to remind those, those people that, and people kind of like, if I see that or I feel that, I feel like I verbally want to go up to that person and tell them, thank you, man, or um, you're doing a good job. Or like, I don't know, man, I feel like some people are in this town, like, we're just caught up, bro. And and I we're human beings, man. We're all human beings. We're all fucking human beings, man. Yeah, but like like like, it's the system. And maybe you know we're gonna be talking to Oscar De La Torre uh, mm-hmm. today, who is some a prominent leader in Santa Monica. He's a um, he's on the school board, right? He's running up up for reelection. We're gonna ask mm-hmm. him. But mm-hmm. this is a guy that, whose roots and knowledge he's suing the city of Santa Monica right now again he's, for the second or third time. It runs deep. He's got a lot to say about the system. He's a member of the school board, right? Mm-hmm. Right. He's the founder of the Pico Youth and Family Center. We're we're recording right now. Yeah. And <clears throat> so I was gonna say, like, dude, and when I say the system, I really mean their system. Their system. Yeah. Right. It ain't the system. Let, let me back up a minute. Before we get too far down that page, yeah. Chuman, I, I'm not trying to negate or I'm not trying to neglect the fact that there's also a bunch of lazy-ass people who don't want to stop feeding their face and don't want to do any work to change. Yeah. Okay? Right. They just want to pout about it. Well, this is what I'm saying, though. Or get some plastic surgery. Look, at this is what I'm saying. Mm. Okay? And when I say I went through all the stuff that the fat kid goes through, mm-hmm. and let me tell you something, man. When I see these kids that are like 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, and they're already obese, mm-hmm. my heart breaks, man. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm yeah. like, dude, they don't, they're, they're, they're going to go on a journey. They're up for a tough road ahead of them. Oh, real tough road. Yeah. So my point is, is though, when you say they're lazy, they don't want to do anything about it, I'm telling you, in your head, when you talk about fat is beautiful, or when you're looking for another way out of the body prison, which is obesity, being mm-hmm. fat, right? When you could it also be the other way? Could a body prison be anorexic? It it could be. I think I put all that into the, the eating disorder thing. Okay, right? All right, okay, go ahead. so for sure, bulimic. Mm-hmm. But but my primary focus because that was my experience. Right. Is the okay. When you're in that body prison, right, and you're looking for a way out. If you're anything like me, you're looking for first like a shortcut, mm-hmm. a silver bullet, mm-hmm. right? Like, oh, I, I maybe if I do this, if I only eat on Wednesdays, mm-hmm. what if I have one cheat day and then I'm gonna da 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 da? Oh, there's gotta be a diet, right? That's, that's not gonna, gonna hurt. It. Right? It's not gonna <laughs> hurt. Right? That, that I don't have to work for. Right. And then if I can also pat on top of that self-acceptance, like I don't, I'll, and I'll say the thing that a lot of guys, I've said it, like, oh, I don't need abs. I just want to have like a, you know, all, right. all the stories, right? I've been through all those self-justifications, rationalizations. I've been through them all. What if I overcompensate through talking and, and, and jokes and knowledge? Then maybe I can get the girls I want to get over my, my, my physique, mm-hmm. right? It's not, it's not my face at that. You know, I didn't feel like my face was crazy bad. 
I just get over that, right? I went through all that. What if I just had a hot enough chick? Maybe that would like silence like everything. That would prove to me that I'm an attractive person or whatever, mm-hmm. right? I've been through, uh, maybe I'll be hip hop and I'll just wear big clothes and then <laughs> be black in spirit and somehow I can be fat and it won't be a thing. It'll be part of my thing. Right. I can make it part of my thing. You'll make it work for you. Right, I'm gonna make it work for me, right? And all that, I've, been th- I've been through so many of those plans, those those attempts Mm-hmm. To avoid what was ultimately, ultimately, ultimately the only option left to me, that is to be disciplined about my eating and to exercise. That was it. And I tried everything else. And the yeah. thing that's... That, <laughs> that's the truth right there. Yeah, I tried everything else. I tried it all. And I even... And, and there's a whole industry. There's a lot of people who are got G5 jets... Right, that are buying Santa Monica property, money down and kicking out families that have been in forever, who make their money on that human desire to try everything except control what you're eating and work out. Every every other, you know exercise and control deal a meal. Mm -hmm. You know, uh uh slim fast. Mm -hmm. I mean, listen to the name, slim fast. Yeah, yeah. Right? Nutra, whatever the fuck yeah. that is, yeah. right? Uh, Weight Watchers, and they yeah, even yeah. took out. They're trying now. They're trying to make a WW, and they'll mm-hmm. even bring in Oprah to try to sell you. Like, yeah. you know what? You don't have to do all that. Planet Fitness. You know what? You just need a gym where you're socially acceptable for your body. That's why you don't work out. You don't work out because you go to these gyms where Jenny Craig. Yeah. Look at that worked out for Southern. DJ Khaled, that fat bastard. <laughs> getting bigger by a second. Right. Or 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 you go the Weinstein route. Right? Mm. I'm gonna be fat and I'm gonna be grotesque, but I'm gonna be in an entertainment industry and I'm gonna be so wealthy that I'm gonna be able to push myself on people. <laughs> and literally. Literally. Push him down onto the bed, push say- him down on the couch, I'm push only, him down on the floor. I'm only saying that because I'm reading Catch and Kill by Ronan Farrow, who wrote all documented, like 18 women, Mira Servino, Paul Servino. I love that film, Goodfellas. Polly, mm-hmm. his daughter, a victim of all that. It's you know, all what's good another- and what we should let everybody know is as we work our way into Hollywood, yeah. people, you're listening, you can depend on some people getting up there. We will be. And we're not going to be scumbags that are pushing women and raping people. And While sh- asking them to meet us at hotels during business hours in a, in a robe that's, with a rock hard dick. That's what won't be going on. While we're running shit up there, okay? And you know what my insurance is? Is that I got a Guatemalan wife who will chop my dick off. She reminds me (laughs) twice a day. She's like, listen, you fuck around. Now, look at, let me tell you something. Scumbags, bro. This is, when I'm listening to all this, right? And and, and, and like, and I'm reading about the book and I'm going through all this whole thing and I'm like, so here's this guy. He's got women, a lot of them that are coming forward and 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 then you know everybody knows this about Harvey Weinstein behind the scenes everybody knows it and then he's at you know NBC or whatever it was and he's trying to like get the story out and he works like an a year on the story vetting they make him mm-hmm. and then when he tries to get it out the the company won't put it out because Harvey Weinstein's call and has threatened all this stuff. And then it, well, it turns out that there's also people within the organization who have done exactly what Harvey Weinstein does. And I'm sitting there taking this information. It's important you say that. He's not alone. That's what I'm saying. He's not alone, man. Dude, I'm telling you, like Mr. and Mrs. Earbuds <laughs> and Mr. Fucking, 
and, and then and then dude and then you think about like look at we're not trying to get political but you got to yeah Listen, some yeah of you we guys, are getting political some of you guys don't want to be political well guess what that's why they're pushing you off your land yeah it's too late right gotta get political you have to we we went ahead and tried not to get political and look where we're at exactly exactly <laughs> man look where we're at okay so, so and so then the throne during, the throne's being how would you put that what we're dethroning some motherfuckers have to yeah you have to stand up you and we have to we have to congregate Man, I'm, I'm about to lose my mind. Yeah, yeah, about yeah, yeah, I'm about yeah, yeah. to go scarface. You hear the veins are. I'm about ready to punch. like scanners again. Easy I'm, there. I'm punching a macro. Right. I might get a cramp in my hamstring. Um, but the point is, is that it's so like I'm I'm getting all this information. It's coming in, and it's public knowledge now. It's not like a secret. Right. And then you start reading about how Trump, right, has a special relationship with AMI. De- who's run by this guy named Pecker, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. That's no joke. Yeah. And I the Enquirer. Mm-hmm. And the Enquirer yeah. is taking stories about Trump that are true, where he's assaulted or had affairs or done all this weird shit and buying them and putting them in a safe. And, but they're pumping out all these other stories about the victims. That's not true. The Enquirer. Fucking crazy. Bro. And you start to realize like, man, they can't be like a one-off person. No. No, Matt no. Lauer's got shit all around him. Who's the guy that killed himself again? Or Epstein. They said Epstein. You know, it's 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 this whole crew of scumbags. Bill Cosby and, and our president is sits in the middle. The guys grabbing bitches' asses. He said he says he doesn't scumbag. even say asses. He's on tape saying I grabbed him in the pussy. Women, excuse me. Yeah, yeah. It, it's and you know you and I got daughters. Yeah, man, it's it's. Uh, so I'm like, doing life. Somebody does that to my daughter. You're guaranteed. I'm, dude, like, I'm holding my like four month year old little fucking bundle of shit. joy, and I'm thinking to myself, if some fucking creep tries to get my daughter as an intern, right? Yeah, She's just bro. hoping to get her career started, yeah. and like all of a sudden sees talent and wants her to come over to the Peninsula Hotel to have a meeting. Yeah, no way. Somebody's gonna show up, but it ain't gonna be her. I'm gonna handle my shit and go to Argentina, <laughs> Costa Rica. So, I'm, but but but, dude, and this is why I'm telling you about the podcast. This is why I'm telling you about the podcast, Steve. Mm. This is why I'm like, it's gonna be this show. We have to make our own. Guys like yeah. that are never gonna want to do business with us. Yep. You you know what I mean? Yep. yep. I mean, just and off of this what? recording alone, and we don't and we don't want them to. We have to create Keep our your own. way. Stay out of my lane. Right. Stay out of my way. Right. That's the best thing. That's the best news and information and advice I can give you guys. Stay the fuck out of our way. I can only imagine. And dude, by the way, they go through a lot of these these sexual predators that mm-hmm. are running around. And it's not just Hollywood, but like even mm-hmm. the ones in Hollywood. Yeah. These sexual predators that are running go through a lot of work. To make it all work, they got private detectives that are digging up dirt on the victims. They've got assistants. Harvey Weinstein would bring a woman to the hotel, okay? And he had an assistant whose whole job it was was to be a woman presence, to make the woman that was coming feel safe. (laughs) And then at some point in that meeting at the hotel, the assistant woman would get up and say she has to go. Now the one, now the 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 victim's already in the the web, and then he does all this crazy shit to, them. forces them, lets you know, and then lets them know that he runs a lot of 
a media empire and does all this. But my point is, is like that those guys, those people are never gonna want to. Like I don't want we we. That's why I'm they saying they don't make a call their shit. I want to fucking build something on our own. I want to say, you know Manu, what? We are. We don't need your help. We don't. We don't need your fucking help. You no. want to give me a rung up the ladder? I don't need it. You know why? Because we got a fucking rope and we're yeah. going up on our own. That's and right. it might be harder, might take longer, but it, then at least we don't have to fucking look the other way when you do some weird shit. Yeah, because I, mean, I ain't down with you. That. Right. That's I on ain't you. down with Yeah, that's yep, on you. That ain't part of my shit. Right. You ain't riding with me. Right. Anyway. Yeah. Yep. I don't know how we got to that, but <laughs> <laughs> that's the under that's that underlining you know, what me and you are doing. That's what that is. That's the that's the pulse of what me and you are doing. That's what this podcast is. It's about honesty, man. This podcast is about honesty and it's about real people and it's about really getting into some shit. And we might not always be right. Like listen, Mr. No. and Mrs. Earbuds. Listen, we might I've been known to get a little bit weird on some drugs in a hotel by myself. <laughs> I'm not saying that everything we say is right, but I can tell you this. It's real. Yeah, and if we yeah, had to come yeah, back and be yeah. like, you know what? I was yeah. saying that, but now I changed my mind. Whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, 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 man. There it is there. Anyway, there is there. listen, let, we we got Oscars outside pounding on the window. Yeah, he's ready to come We got to take a, a shit. We got to take a piss. We got to do some stuff, take a beat. So why don't we end it right there and then just come back with Oscar? Absolutely. Listen, once again, we're going to say adios from the Hard Luck Show. Come on. Thank you, brother. Thank you. And remember, listeners, this is the greatest show on earth. Boom. Boom. The greatest show on earth. Adios from Santa Monica and PYFC.